Good morning and welcome to episode 170, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Right? Of the Sunday Conversation Podcast, presented by Loyalty Liquors, Taco Casa, Dickie's Barbecue, and One Stop Convenience. Gang, gang. Oh, I, was, I didn't know if you, what was going on there. I don't know if that was like a delayed, you know, I'm going to add some spice to it or if you're, you know, you're stretching. Uh, nope. Sasha's um, lick, licking my pillow right now and I'm trying to snap and get her to stop licking my pillow. <laughs> That's what's happening here. <laughs> um, Aaron and I, here we go. Um, We just set off air. I said, should we, I said, oh, the wind's blowing down here. And I said, I'll talk about the wind and why it blows down here when we start the podcast. And Aaron, one of the reasons is when the hurricane, you've been here, you know, there used mm-hmm. to be pine trees everywhere. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Tall trees and that hurricane just wiped them away. So, you know, there's that. There's like 30,000 acres north of us that all that the St. Joe Paper Company owns and all that. Mm-hmm. And that used to be a forest. So it would definitely cut down on the, you know, the wind whipping through here. That makes sense. So fun fact. Okay. Now that makes Hurricanes. perfect sense. Hurricanes. They do damage even after the fact. Yes. That's what they say. Um, how the heck are you, man? How was your week? My week was good, Ben. I have to, I'm a, I'm a man of honor and I have to, uh, I slander. (laughs) That's just Um, a little, little joke for the boys. Um, I absolutely slandered air France on these airwaves at least once, if not multiple times. And I, I was thinking at least three or four. I Maybe have to retract that, all of it, Ben. I have to retract all of it. A baker's half dozen times, I would have, say. Could have been. Some would say. <laughs> uh, so just to recap quickly, I booked my flight for, for Norway, and then like a month later, they just changed my flights. And it went from me getting to Oslo at like 4.30 in the afternoon to me getting there at like midnight, having an eight-hour layover in Paris, which I originally didn't have. And basically – more or less costing me at least half a day. Ah, Paris. Yeah, exactly. And and you know what's worse than no, no, France? Wait, wheat, wheat air, wheat airs. Is eight hours. Eight, oh, eight hours. Paris. Okay, that was my French for the day. <laughs> that was very very good. Um, <laughs> so so yeah, I was gonna be stuck in the Paris airport for eight hours, and so I was like, you know what? I so I I took. Uh, I took matters into my own hands and I looked on their website and I was like, okay, they leave JFK a little earlier in the day. And then they have flights from Paris to Oslo, like early the next day. I'm like, let me call and see if I can just like get my flights changed so I can get to Oslo a little early, earlier. So my- you were like, Pierre. I- from Air yeah. France. <laughs> I called and I said, Hey, listen up motherfuckers. I know you guys got decimated in World War One and lost an entire generation of fighting men, and that's why you re- you you surrendered so easily during World War Two. But you know, how about a little respect here? Uh, 
actually was like the most <laughs> it was like the most pleasant customer service experience I've ever had. I called up and I was like, hey, listen, like, you know, I had booked these flights and you guys changed them on me. And now I'm, you know, basically losing half a day. And, you know, I just want to get to Oslo a little earlier. Like, is there something that we could do? And she was like, yeah, she's like, I have a 530 flight out of JFK that'll put you into Paris at, you know, 630 local time. And then I've got an 840 from Paris to Oslo that'll put you into Oslo at like 1130. How's that sound? I was like, great. Marvelous. <laughs> I just got 13 extra it's hours on my trip. Bon. <laughs> this is uh, terrific. Uh... <laughs> I said, oh, we, oui, 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 I'm going to go have a baguette for that. Uh, um so I got 13 extra hours. I ba I basically got an extra day on my trip, which is pretty dope. Uh, and, oh uh, man, I can't wait for you to have a chocolate croissant. Actually, in that in that little uh, I'll go I'll get one touchdown you got there. I got two hours there, so I'll go I'll go get one. But yeah, so anyways, hey, got, there is nothing, nothing like a chocolate croissant from that's France. True. Now I've never had one, but I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> the um the uh the french know how to do pastries man if they don't know anything they know pastries and that's a fact. hey hey what i should have said is you should get some frog legs there you, you think they sell frog legs in the paris airport Imagine i'm sure i mean hey 6 30 in the morning just yes. going to cinnabon and be man. like hey can i have a chocolate croissant and a side of frog legs please uh yes, como se va? Um, well, hey, that's sweet, honestly, because, well, it's sweet for the fact that we got you know three podcasts worth of of content out of all this yeah cluster mess we got here with Air France, and then you know, and then it just works and out perfect. <laughs> yep, perfect. Like, hey, let's see how much we can bitch, and then uh, you know maybe. <laughs> They'll just make it right. They, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look right now. It seems as though the United States Post Office Service hasn't taken a hint, but Air France wow. certainly has. Uh, yeah, those motherfuckers, those motherfuckers. I've I ordered coffee, and there's two different coffee bags. One showed up, the other one didn't. Delivered by the Postal Service, but uh, yeah, dude, three weeks from today, I'm in Norway, so it's uh, like, that's gonna I, be awesome. I dude, I just searched in my text messages Air hey, France. I was the, gonna say <laughs> go ahead. And, and it's February 15th and 16th. Uh God, I hate Air France. What the fuck, Air France? Fucking Air France. That's end of my text messages <laughs> for February. <laughs> um that's a bummer. No, no, yeah, I no, I, I forgot what I was gonna say. Oh, okay. <laughs> what were we just saying before you said you looked at your? Uh, I said we were talking. We were talking about Air France. I'm going to be in Norway three weeks oh, from today. Oh, oh, I know. Oh, wait. What was I going to say? We were talking about the post office. Post office. Then... You said the post office can take a hint. I ordered coffee. You're going to be uh, in ordered coffee. Uh, Come on, jargon, jargon the brain. Come on, that's not that's Come not on, the I word. <laughs> <laughs> wait what is the word jargon uh, jargon means like uh term specific yes, to a, a, a yeah, industry yeah. or something what am i trying to say i um, don't know ben juggle juggle the brain jog uh, the brain jog the brain yeah, stretch the, the brain legs yep um oh was it about oh 
What was I going to say? This will be no, whatever country number recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Uh, um, God. I mean. Incredible. That... Maybe seven, six, seven. Well, you've got what? Se- the states? You got uh... the Bahamas. You got the United <laughs> States. You got. Costa Rica. Ha- Honduras. Guatemala. Honduras, Guatemala. Uh, El Salvador. El Salvador, Costa Rica. Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Costa Rica. So that's seven so far. So this will be eight. Not bad. Eight countries. Eight bad. countries, like thirty states. We're fucking not bad. Oh, this what a po- podcast. This podcast is more well traveled than most people. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> um. Oh, I know another thing. I got. We got. Uh, we got our Ferrari parts in the mail the other day. Hey, I told you about that. Yeah. For- I'm like, what? Well, why is the Brinks truck here right now? And I go outside, and sure enough, there's some pasta maker parts. And uh, for those for those but, uh, unaware, because I don't know if it ever got said on the show, but in Ben's in Ben's uh, wedding registry, well, he had the the pasta maker that I have that we use that he obviously became that we've traveled pasta maker that is also a well traveled pasta very maker. very well traveled pasta maker. And so I bought I as soon as I saw that I was like, well, I have to be the one to buy that for them. So I I bought it for him and then you know, I don't uh as everybody who cooks knows, you buy things and then you realize like, hey, this either needs this accessory or it need this is better or this and that and so I got them what I think is the better pasta shape for making pasta with and then it, you can't make pasta without long skinny chef's tongs you gotta have them that way you yeah man you can't honestly you can i can't cool believe i made pasta around. yeah i can't I mean, believe i made pasta without them it's almost borderline embarrassing but ben, whatever listen, i'm learning i crawled so you could walk buddy i crawled so you could walk <laughs> um but we were last week we were talking right at the end what was i saying and i was like oh we'll pick it up next week and then you God. We were talking about, uh, um, Hold on. I think that little, oh, the, oh, the pan fish. Yes. Was it about the little, when we fried the fish? We were talking about. So. Go ahead. Keep talking. Is that you see when it's not working and it's like. Oh, there we go. I see what's going on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so anyway, these pan fish, which some, wait, were you, were you the one that said, no, who said. Who said that's why they're called panfish? Because they're they taste so good. But so all, all yeah, growing up, all growing up, um, you know, like fishing in the ponds, like we always fish. It's like how often do you catch like a pretty good sized bluegill or you know something like that, and uh, just throw it back with like no thought of it, like right. no thought of it whatsoever, Aaron. We cut the heads off of these. In this case, they were they're called brim, spelled B R E A M. Okay. And it's a version of a bluegill. Okay. I think they're more popular down south, but I would imagine they're probably everywhere. But anyway, brim are like a delicacy. Right. But like, I'm, but what I'm getting at is. All of those little panfish are 
It was some of the best fish I ever ate in my in my life, and and it was fried like bluegill. You you that, cut this what? is this is interesting. Did you know that brim 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 are native to Europe? Actually, really, according to the internet. How about that? Wow, that thing swam all the way <laughs> to South Georgia. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what a fish. It's incredible. Um, it was so delicious and so, like, unique. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm eating, like, fish. It was like, wow, this is it, – it, it was the same reaction – Though I hadn't been frog gigging and eaten frogs yet, it was like borderline the same reaction. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I've yeah. gone this long and never eaten it, or, or you know, because yeah. I haven't eaten either of them. And it was just, uh, it was a really, it was a cool thing to learn about because they're so plentiful. I mean, they're everywhere, you know, and it's not like it's a junk fish. It's just, they're just little fish. You just wouldn't think to like, you know, oh, you need 20 of them, you know, to get a meal instead of, you know, one or whatever. Right. But, uh, but yeah, so we had a, we caught probably like 15 brim, maybe not even that many, like 10 brim. You basically, every time you dip, we got these cane poles, like long, yeah. like 11 foot long cane poles that just have a piece of monofilament hanging on them. And you kind of just like dip it out there every single time you dip that thing in the water within like two seconds you had a fish on yeah so it's almost kind of like because what we were trying to do is catch some catfish right which we ended up catching one and we you know we fried that up too but uh just a really cool you know never eaten out of the pond like that i guess yeah. like never thought to like so that I was, used to, that was um, I guess, that last little story. Well, I used to have a buddy who I used to fish with. Well, I mean, you know, I think if I saw him, we'd still be buddies. But uh, you, <laughs> you, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I had this so. friend. I definitely won't talk to him anymore. <laughs> but I used to fish with him. And... <laughs> but so we used to, it was uh, it was Ben Burnup. You know Ben Burnup. Um, and uh, mm -hmm. he used to, he used to do that. Like, we, I remember we used to go fish at. We used to go fish at Jaravati's Bishop Swamp. You've been there before. Uh, and yep. <laughs> as you know about that place. With the it's, frog. Yeah, it's, that's on the, the pads. Pretty much the only thing you can fish there. But the first time I ever went there, like I didn't even know about fishing topwater frogs yet. So I was fishing like, you know, like Rapalas that were just getting weeded up the entire time and shit like that. And, and he caught uh, a bunch of perch. He was catching a bunch of perch and he brought them all home. And I'd never seen anybody like keep them. And he's like, yeah, he's like, these are panfish. And he's like, and th this is why they're called that and blah, blah, blah. And he fried them up and they're delicious. But yeah, I don't know. It's like a weird thing, right? Like I, when I think about like. So a perch fish, is in that same brim family. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They're all the same perch, yep. bluegill. Largemouth um, bass are part of that family too. Yeah. And the other thing I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, I guess a lot of people like eating bass. Yeah, well, which I don't know why I've never in my life thought to eat a bass, but they they just compare it to like somebody compared it to grouper. They're like, yeah, it's kind of like grouper, like good white 
white yep. meat. I'm like thinking in the back of my head, like, do you know how many bass I've caught in my life? And I've never <laughs> thought to like eat it. Like, that's well, insane. There was the time we saved Walton Pond and caught like 180 bass in like two days. So, you know, people. Yeah, I that. try not to talk about that anymore, though, because we didn't get our name. Yep. Yep. On the, uh, so I hope, you're, listen- hope said, you're listening, Scott Brown. <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> Hey, happy birthday. <laughs> Jinx. Um, um but but happy birthday, Scotty B. I've I've eaten largemouth bass one time and it just this is it's funny how this all is related. It was from Winding Trails. We went fishing there one time. I caught a I don't know, it was probably around two and a half, three pounds. It was a good sized fish. And it just it absolutely swallowed the hook. And at the time, yeah, I didn't I didn't no, I why well, now I know how to get it out if that happens. I didn't know at the time. And so we were like, well, you know, are we gonna like, you know, it's a big fish, it's a nice fish. Like, are we just gonna really throw it back and just let it die? Like, why don't we just take it home and eat it? And so like we asked Scott and he's like, I don't see why not. And so we took it home. We this is I was still when I was living in Sycamore Lane. We cooked it up. And it was like it was good. It was good eating. The the meat was good. The only thing about it was it was bony. It's like one of those fish where like there's just bones like everywhere. Well, in it. that's but that's that but all of them. It, yeah. That's all of those fish. That's like part of it. It's and that's why. Like, if you do it, like lemon butter, pepper, and like, would you call that more of like a roast or baking it? Yeah. Like when you put it, it, when you cover it in tin foil and like put it on the grill or whatever. Oh, that's grilling it, baby. Oh, oh, oh. <clears throat> For those paying attention at home, I've lost Benjamin. I don't know where he just went. Oh, now he's back. That I don't think in all the in the hundred and seventy episodes of doing this, I don't think that's ever happened where one of us has dropped Did out. Did you just of the shut off? Account. No, you've like dropped out and then came back in. Are we are we good though right now? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Yep. I can't see you. That's why I can't see you either. Hmm. Maybe it'll kick back on. Um. Oh, so what I was saying that uh, I they all have you bones. Can do it in like the tin foil and like bake it. Yeah. Right. They do all have bones, but when you go to pull the skeleton out of the baking, it kind of like. Kind of like something comes out. Yep, lost him again. You know, to be fair, we really haven't had a lot of like technical difficulties in recent episodes. Hey, now I can see you too. All right, are we back now? Uh, We're back now. I think. Just what? What part of? What did you hear me say? About- I heard everything, and then you got. I heard you said that once you cover them in tin foil, the thing is, is when you try and take the skeleton out, and then boom, then it stopped. Okay, so you you pull the skeleton out of the baked one, it kind of like holds together a little bit more. Like ah, I feel like okay. you can kind of like, you know, pull the meat off. Yeah. When it's fried, I feel like the breading kind of like you know sticks everything together. Yeah. And you got to work a little harder. You got to work through it, like, you know the bones and everything, but that makes sense. Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe as I um, continue my journey of eating pond fish, um, <laughs> I'll learn how to eat, eat them. Eat them. Uh, that, that's <laughs> funny. Actually, do you have, um, do you have snakeheads down there? 
are those catfish? No, snake they're heads? like snakehead swim here all the way from Asia. Um, they are no kidding. That's even a longer. That's a longer uh, swim right. for them. So the uh, they look like this. They're fucking. They're wild. They're invasive species. I think I've heard. I've heard of them, but I. They. Uh, I know. They, I've. I know. I've heard of one. Just and I think I've even everything. caught one. They eat everything, and then they like they can like live out of the water for a few minutes and shit. They're they're kind of wild. They look like that, but yep, they're I, they're like everywhere in the south. I, the reason I ask is if you catch one, you're, you're supposed to kill it. Like it, it's a you're supposed to just gas it the second you get it out, like lionfish. Yes, but lionfish are incredible eating, and you got to follow this guy Land Shark Outdoors. He pretty much does a a, a catch clean and cook for like all these species of fish that you would like thought you would have thought were like garbage fish. I and he makes like, them. He makes them look like incredible. I feel like um, he. I feel like you. We've can, talked I, about him. No, 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 no. I feel oh. like we. Uh, I feel like if you just like no different preparation methods, like you well, can, his his big thing. His big like punchline at the end of all of his videos is, and remember, folks, there's no bad fish, just bad cooks or something. Yeah, I mean that's like that's what I was gonna say. Is it? That's what it seems like. Because all right, so I'm gonna tell you a, a little one of the great marketing stories of the world, and I think we've actually talked about this before on this. Oh, podcast. diamonds! The beer's diamonds. No, that's one of the <laughs> other ones though. Uh, Chilean sea bass or. Patagonian lungfish. No, they're Patagonian lungfish is what they're called. And they are fucking ugly. They're terribly ugly looking fish. Um, Patagonian. Wait, you told me about these. And I think it was like something to do with like. That became some sort of. There's so many of them or something that. Patagon didn't you tell me that it's like. Wait, is it Patagonian? Patagonian toothfish. Excuse me. Um, no. So what it is, is the, there was a lot, there's a ton of them, but they're like really in open air fish markets. Nobody buying because they're really ugly fish and the meat itself is very neutral. Like it doesn't have a ton of its own flavor. It's a very neutral fish. They're not good looking fish. There was an abundance of them. So they weren't worth shit. And what started happening was chefs like, like high level chefs, started to actually like using it because it was so versatile because it's so neutral and has no, like a ton of, doesn't have a ton of flavor on its own. You can do a ton with it. And you know, basically whatever sauce you're doing or how you're preparing it is going to give it its flavor. So it makes it easy to work with and very okay. versatile what you can do with it. But they and, renamed it or something ridiculous. So then once like it started to catch on in popularity, they started calling it Chilean sea bass, which sounds better than Patagonian toothfish and now, I mean, everyone knows about Chilean sea bass now, and there is no such thing as Chilean sea bass. It's Patagonian toothfish. But it's because chefs got so used to or so enjoyed working with it so much because of its versatility that now it's become like a delicacy around the world. And people charge an arm and a leg for it, even though in reality it's a completely abundant fish and is not expensive at all. Yeah, that is a – that. I mean, it is wild to see like – you know how that 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 stuff works in terms of like oh hey uh i guess just just use a broad topic rebranding like how yep. how crazy it is like to rebrand you know Bingo. it's like um 
Just like four it helps trucks. some companies. Do you see? Do you see the Ford truck ad? Did it, you sent it to me? Actually, I think. Yeah. The yeah. Well, the new Raptor ad. It, it, yeah, you get a new. Uh, you get a new Ford truck. You get a case of Bud Light with every with every <laughs> new Ford truck you buy. Can you actually? Can, um, are they making rainbow? Ford Rath. So, oh, it's funny. I actually wanted to bring that up, and I and and we've beaten this conversation to death. And I don't, I don't want to talk about the trans aspect of it. What I want to talk about is how Bud Light is now backtracking on the whole thing. And I don't mean well, from like a PR. They just had a recent commercial that yep. was like they were joking down here that like they're trying to reel all the rednecks back in. There was yep. horses and you know all the all the all the things like. um but what what do we know like the final number of like what their like market share what they lost in market share or whatever let's see i mean isn't it like around like 17% or something ridiculous like that well their their overall market share is 13% which is insane when you think about the when you think about the uh how many beers there are on the market and all that yeah, stuff all the- um so according to data cited by the beverage industry trade publication beer business daily sales volume of bud light for the week ending may 13th sank 28 percent, extending a downward trend from the 27 percent decline seen the week before so they're down about 30 percent week to week up which is not good that's very interesting but i that's exactly wow in bet uh, uh anheuser-busch InBev shares have fallen more than 10 percent since that started Wow. So 10% is what it's cost the company, which is not when you're a hundred and whatever billion dollars. A lot. It's a, it's a good chunk of change. Um, that is a good, if you're just breaking into a hundred billion, there's, there's a, wow. I can't even do that math. What's that? 10 billion, 10 would billion. Be, what, 10, oh 10 my billion. God. Uh, yeah. Crazy. Um, but so that's the commercials exactly what I wanted to talk about. Cause I was watching, I don't watch a ton of live TV, so I don't see commercials with any frequency and for good reason, because like I, you know, obviously I watch the NHL playoffs or that's the only live TV I'm watching at the moment, I should say. And like, there's these, uh, you know, they just play the same seven commercials just over and over and over again, you know, when you stream it. So it's just gets old very fast, but I saw that Bud Light commercial I saw two of them. There's one where they're trying to reel the rednecks back in with the horses and like America. And then the other one is like to, uh, you know, what the, what the whole, the whole uh, Dylan Mulvaney cans were trying to do was, you know, get more young people drinking it, get more, you know, uh, gay and trans people to drink it. And I think they like kind of backed off it a little bit, but they wanted to have, still have more young people drink it. So they showed like a concert scene where people are like outside at a concert drinking Bud Light and like, you know, trying to appeal to that younger generation. And it's, it's just hilarious the way that, you know, listen, it, it might work to some degree, but at the same time, it's just very funny to me that like they've done such a quick 180 and, uh, and gone the complete, like now they're just playing it safe, basically. Like, What's an ad that we can come out with that's just safe is basically what they're doing at this point. Right. And then, cause then you got, well, Miller, you got, Hey, you, you, are you guys drinking Coors Light still? Because that's owned by Miller. Miller Coors is one company and they're doing their whole woke bullshit too. 
Well, I mean, everyone's doing everything. Well, uh, yeah, uh, dude, Pride Pride Month is in four days, so just wait for every company in the world to change their logo to some rainbow, rainbow logo, and then them not actually give a fuck at all about gay people or the LGBTQ plus IA community or however many letters they got now. Um, IA, what's that? Is that I, like I, AI? I don't don't know. Dude. That... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Speaking of AI, just a little market talk. For oh, you. speaking of AI, didn't I send you that thing where the that guy Wrangler Star was showing you how to shoot down the Boston Scientific no, uh, dog? Did, did you? I don't think you did. I'm gonna no. send it to you. It's hilarious. This guy that he's got, he's like a, he's like a. Call him a homesteader. Like he's got a yep. ton of land. He's trying to do like everything himself. Yep. He does all these like tips and tricks videos, and uh he was showing how he's like showing like what bullet to sh- like use to shoot the robotic dog. Where yep. on the robotic dog are like the <laughs> sensors? He's like, if you don't have this gun, he's like, you can use a paintball gun and shoot paint at the sensors and the camera eye. And then it'll be screwed up. It was just, I never really thought of it, but like a robot is really defeatable. If you think about it, you just got to figure out like, what does the robot need to do anything? Like, Oh, it needs this sensor. Sure. Cover it up. You know? Oh, it needs this. Whatever. Hole here. Okay. Just break it or, or, you know, whatever. And it's just Mm. like, um, I feel like, at one point I've said in my life, like, like, Oh, you know, the machines are going to like take over and, you know, like won't like humans won't be able to defeat them. But then like you think about every movie ever that's had a machine versus a human, like look at R2D2, you know, it's or or, anything that it's like R2D2 is an astral droid, bro. Be careful. All right. It's different. uh, Yeah. True. Well, (laughs) is it? (laughs) No. He was a robot. <laughs> uh, he was a droid, Ben. He had a personality. No, you know, the thing about that, though, is, or the scary part about it, is that, like, as it currently stands, yes, like, that works. But as technology continues to progress and eventually these robots, like, get get applied military um, applications, applied to military applications. Which I'm sure they already do. Of course. Then inevitably at some point they're going to be, there's going they're not going to be easy to feed. But yeah, did you see, you saw the video of the Boston Dynamics dog in, I think it was in New York that were like sending it into like a rubble pile and it just fell over. Like it just, it was like going to climb up <laughs> this like slightly slanted like slab of concrete and it went up it and just tipped over and then it was just like on its back and couldn't get up. It's like, okay. Like, like air walking. I, yeah. It's like, all right, I, we, we don't have to be that worried yet, but like, you know, the future's coming. Um, but no, what I was going to say is uh, uh, just, we haven't done any investment talk in a while. Uh, anybody who's looking for good, safe bets right now, uh, buy anything that has to do with artificial intelligence. NVIDIA is a great bet. AMD, uh, you know, hardware companies for the stuff. Great, great bets right now. I mean, Nvidia's stock is up like eighty dollars a share this week, so maybe wait until you get a little pullback. But a uh, lot of value in AI right now in the market. Um, and also, if you listen to me tell you about Amazon, I don't whatever it was three four months ago, you are now crushing it, and I'm proud of you for listening to me because I was right. Yeah, good job, everybody.
Good job. They said we're all getting rich together. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, listen, Ben, we got like five-ish minutes left. I don't really have anything else. Oh, yeah. I was going to say this. That sounds like a great place. Just kind of put a pin in it. Yep. And we'll get on with our uh, weekend and, you know, get some get some more content brewing for next week's episode. Yes, sir. All right, Benny. Well, 170, great job. Thanks for getting on. Thanks for doing this with me. It's a pleasure as always, buddy. I love you. Great chat. Aaron, love you, man. Thanks for doing this with me. Thanks for editing. <laughs> Thanks for being the chief editor and staff. All those things. Uh, we we couldn't. Hey, the podcast wouldn't happen without you, pal. So Ben, I couldn't. There couldn't be a nicer guy in the world for me to do it for. Um. Hey, love you. Love you too, buddy.